What is up, aka Patters? Thank you for joining me. I am Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pat, your host, your boy, your guiding light in the world of pop culture, and we're wrapping up our giant Terminator franchise thread. Yeah, we went into it all. We started with 1984 Terminator, and now we're ending in 2019 Terminator Dark Fate. In between, we've had web series, animated shows, TV shows. You know, like We basically did everything but the novels, comics, and video games. Not that there's many comics, novels, or video games to reference, but I will say... I will say there's a Terminator shoot 'em up uh, that is like you know when there's interactive arcade, uh, you know, expensive too. It's usually like one dollar a play. I forget, whatever the name of that arcade is, I love it. But any, any, anyway, we're talking Dark Fate, and there's an elephant in the room. Let's get to it. You hear that intro? Let's get through the intro and back to the show. The elephant in the room. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, what exactly am I talking about? What am I talking about with uh, with Terminator? How, uh, what is uh, what does Terminator Dark Fate have to do with an elephant in the room? Look, I there's been different times, multiple times. Uh, it's I, I try not to make it frequent. Uh, I feel like I have to make this statement to just to move forward. Um, you know, we don't do politics. Uh, I don't believe even when um, an artist, even when you're trying to be creative, um, even when you kind of know the intent of the work is to be political, I don't believe it serves the critic or the reviewer to directly address it and to maybe like, you know, we'll, we'll say like undress the property or undress the content um, around the political, uh, you know, if, if the reviewer feels like it's lies or it's misdirection, but to undress the politics, you know, it, sometimes, uh, you know, a lot of times when these movies uh, come in with some political heat nowadays, and, and this is a, a modern thing, okay, this really didn't exist. Um, the previous generation. Now, if we go back kind of like two generations ago, when we deal with McCarthyism, um, you know, there was, uh, you know, there were communists that were working in Hollywood trying to put ideas into movies. Um, were there people falsely prosecuted for that? Yes. But it doesn't make it so that uh, others weren't doing that. We know others were doing that. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get into that sometime. Um, but today, uh, it's it's out there, it's free, and you know um, the content around it. You know, and a lot of it is these filmmakers and people involved with the production get uh, completely wrapped up in the politics, and they feel like they have to hardline their audience, and they have to do it early. You know, like they have to draw that line quick. And if you're not about this, um, you're about these other things and they label you. Now, that is very different than, you know, the guys that Walt Disney helped turn in and, and so on and so forth. Okay. We're dealing with different eras. This is a different war. This is what they may call the culture war. 
Now, for this podcast, why do I not like talking about it? Because I even feel like uh, when the movie comes in with some political heat, Solo, Dark Phoenix, um, a lot of the times it's not it's not so. It, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, Kong Skull Island has, uh, you know, misplaced commentary. Um, you know, Kong Skull Island is still an even movie. You know, um, I've only seen that movie once, but, you know, like, little takeaway from that movie. Little reason to go back and explore. And the, one of the reasons why I don't directly like to hit it on the head because I hopefully uh, believe, you know, like, um, people deserve opinions. They, they deserve platforms to express them. And as long as you're not calling for violence, uh, you, you know... That's the social contract. Say what you want, but don't call for violence. Don't be violent. You know, a little bit of free speech is venting. You should have the right to vent. Uh, so, how does all that roll in with, with Dark Fate? Well, we hit this peak. We hit this precipice. Okay? When Star Wars Lace Jedi came out a couple uh, years ago. Now, at this point, um, it was widely believed that what they call SJW, Social Justice Warriors, um, you know, somewhat infected or took over Lucasfilm, the company making Star Wars. And we have Kathleen Kennedy. She is inheritor to the throne of the Star Wars empire. And it is an empire. Leading into our next episode, Empire of Dreams, to kick off our Star Wars run. Little plug there. And, you know, these pictures circulate of the Force as feminists and, and all these other things. And then we get uh, female characters that are, you know, they just appear all powerful and not have much of a hero's journey. Um, they're clear analogs for like someone like Luke Skywalker, but, you know, and then we have generals who, um, you know, boss around boys, you know, boss around soldiers, grown men, and, you know, so a lot of this stuff, like, started to build up around Last Jedi, and since then, um, there's, you know, like, there's been a culture war uh, for tentpole Hollywood movies. Now, what, what other movies have this overflowed into it did overflow into x-men dark phoenix it overflowed into captain marvel it overflowed into this movie when people saw just the visual of the direction meaning there was a entertainment weekly still shot of our female terminator uh you know a female spanish or mexican girl uh, and Sarah Connor, female, um, you know, Linda Hamilton, returning to her role that she really, really hit home in Terminator uh, to Judgment Day. So it's been a while. And, you know, people lost their minds and they labeled this as an SJW movie. Now, this was even forwarded by our Terminator. We have a new Terminator and he's not jacked. He's not He's not giant. He's not masculine. And it doesn't mean that every Terminator needs to be jacked. Because Robert Patrick, the T-1000 from Terminator 2, wasn't jacked. 
our uh, female Terminator from T3 Rise of the Machines wasn't, I, I think the X one, I think, um, was not jacked. Our female in Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles TV show was not jacked. Now, the one thing that was missed, okay, is our, our director Tim Miller says, anyone that's not into this movie because uh, of the feminist angle or he makes a comment something and he's like these people are in for rude awakening and they can you know go scratch off like and so he makes this comment splitting the core fitting uh, splitting the base of terminator um you know and this this furthers the fears that people had in captain marvel where captain marvel uh you know really didn't hit well character wise uh, you know, there's ideas and theories out there that Captain America, uh, Captain Marvel was cut more out of term, uh, Avengers Endgame. Um, you know, and, you know, like Rey from Star Wars and like Captain Marvel, these characters are just given all-powerful-ness. They're not, they're not earning their all-powerfulness and they simply are because they're women. Um, you know, uh, off the top of my head, I, I don't know many stories where that works, where it's like not animated, I'll say. Um, that formula really doesn't work. You know, having something like a hero's journey within the film, you know, peaks and valleys, rise and fall, you know, is storytelling. Um, it it kind of works. It works every time. So, you know, Tim Miller makes this attack. And then, you know, again, we have Last Jedi, Solo, Captain Marvel, Dark Phoenix. All kind of labeled as SJW-infected movies. Now, there's all this fear of all these, uh, of the upcoming Marvel movies, of being SJW-driven. Um, you know, I would say less of that is, is clear. I think some of the faults of Avengers Endgame came from, you know, they didn't have any source material to mine for Avengers Endgame. That was their, uh, like, solo project almost. Um, you know, they, they said that they were going to have a story, and, and they did it, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense, and, and that's because there was no source material. There was no endpoint. Um, you know, Star Wars is somewhat victim because they are, Lucasfilm is forcefully not using the back catalog of comics and novels for Star Wars. So, you know, you, you can kind of chalk it up that uh, Captain Marvel, when Last Jedi, even even with the, the downward box office, still a win. And then, you know, Solo, Dark Phoenix, and this movie are, are losses. So, you know, SJWs have two, and, and the, the other culture warriors... You know, maybe the level-headed individuals have three, so it's it's three to two. Now, you know, like what 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 are some of the repercussions of this? Like, you know, what, what really happens? Well, term getting back to one of my points, Terminator has a long history of rolling in females. Okay, uh, you can you can really argue that Terminator, uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, major Fox TV show. Good rating season one, uh, ratings cut in half season two, least the two seasons. But um, yeah, that's that's more than a lot of other shows. 
Yeah, you, you can argue that, wow, like, they're really pushing girls in this. But there's no agenda attached. There's no preachiness attached. Um, there's no moments to take you out of the movie forcefully. Now, this does happen in Solo. This does happen in all the other movies I named. Happens in Dark Phoenix. Happens in Last Jedi. It takes you out. But does it take you out enough? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I, I argue that what they criticized Solo for was nominal. Um, you know, I, I feel like Solo did not get a fair shake. I understand uh, X-Men. I really do. Um, but we're dealing with a couple things here. And, and it's impossible to determine why at this point. Dark Fate may have failed just because people don't want Schwarzenegger and they don't want a Terminator movie. They didn't want Linda Hamilton. Maybe the people wanted a Terminator concept, but bigger and better and 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 uh, thought out. Now, I feel like they got that with Genesis. But Genesis didn't put it all in the first movie. Genesis was the proposed trilogy. They didn't put it into the first movie. Maybe that's also what happened here. They didn't put it in here because they're pushing for three movies. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but the Culture Wars, uh, you know, took out another flick. Now, we have the Culture Wars now brewing <laughs> for Rise of Skywalker. Um, you know, it, it, this seems to be the biggest victory. If Rise of Sky Skywalker opens under two hundred million, it's a it's a major loss, major loss. This movie, okay, let, let let's just go through some of the box office. Opening weekend thirty million dollars, domestic box office sixty one million, worldwide two hundred fifty million, and two hundred fifty million on any standard. Um, fantastic. Uh, with or without inflation, um, that's great. It would be the second highest or second lowest grossing Terminator movie, though. Uh, it would be behind uh, or in front of Terminator 1984 at 78 million. Uh, the budget, though, 185 million dollars. So, uh, if we roll in advertising, uh, yeah, it's tough to see how Terminator Dark Fate made money. It really is. Now, here, here's the funny thing. Um, Rainbow, Last Blood just became available on digital a couple days ago. Uh, the Joker is going to be on digital, I think, within a week. A week or two. Quick rollout. Right? Bravo for both of those movies. Uh, I don't know where the digital release is for this movie. I think it should be on the horizon. Um, I feel like when this happens, I think quicker to digital, the better. Uh, especially around the holidays because people will stay in. You know, Philly's empty because it's been so freaking cold. And it's not even cold yet. Uh, we're dealing with like mid-30s. It's not even cold yet. People just don't like it. So, 
Terminator Dark Fate really is just across the board just tough. Now, this could also be people are sick of the franchise. This maybe is also what happened with Predator. This maybe is what also happened with Alien Covenant. Um, what's the solution? I think all these three movies have the same solution. Uh, we got to turn it back. We got to turn it over to the fans. Um, the, we have to let a run of people introduce some fresh new ideas to get some things going into these franchises. Um, I think, I guess, is a, uh, well, Disney, for one part, should put up sites with available clips and blue screenshots and sound effects. Um, Terminator is always weird when it comes to the rights. Uh, it's always complicated. And it's 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 a straight up headache. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm still looking forward to seeing this movie. Um, but comparing it to even Terminator Genesis, that I feel like had better marketing, better creativity around it, um, better posters. Um, again, the, the visual of the T3000 just effing cool. Uh, I think all of it um, got more people excited, got more people into the, the, the theater. And comparatively speaking, worldwide, Terminator Genesis 2015, $432 million worldwide. Again, Dark Fate is at 250 Salvation 2009, $365 million worldwide. Okay, Genesis is right at Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, 2003 at 40. Both of them nearly at $433 million. Isn't that amazing? People were excited for Rise of the Machines. And people were excited for Genesis. So it goes to show you that um, this franchise is not locked down by Schwarzenegger. It's not locked down by Cameron. Um, this is a franchise that people want and they need to get excited for because it is next to Star Trek the best science fiction franchise we have because you can go low budget and you can go high budget Star Trek is only high budget Star Wars is fantasy it's sci-fi fantasy so it's a uh, scurve there you, you can only go big budget with, <laughs> with Star Wars um, so it, I'm telling you people um, you know I would say like the politics and the internet one, uh, you know, they it won, but everyone lost. You know, like if they win, we lose. Um, I'm hoping that this movie's good, just just to be able to say it's good. You know, just be able to talk about, it, just be able to understand some of the um the the nuance of the narration. And I'm curious on, look, look, killing John Connor and the people flipped out. Killing John Connor is not new to the franchise. It's not. Uh, they've done it. They teased it with episode one of Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, you know, we got the death of John Connor, the future John Connor in Rise of the Machines. Um, the original ending of Salvation was the death of John Connor. So it, we're not it, these these ideas um, of the resistance uh, dealing and and still battling the machines without John Connor in the in the Terminator future is not a foreign idea. Uh, I think the enjoyment of all these movies is understanding that Terminator 2 Judgment Day is a closing of the circle. And we have these different threads that are different ideas to what to do next. Each one good enough for a series of films on their own. 
what's not to enjoy about that? I don't really know. I think people take um, Terminator too seriously because uh, 84, Terminator 1984, and Terminator 2 Judgment Day uh, were very art like artistic and so well, period. They were just so well done. And there's like this mythical standard now. And But if you go back and you talk about those movies, it, there's little, like there's little there. There's very little to discuss. But if you see the movies, you get it. And that's the difference. You know, like you really have to watch those first two movies. So, look, I'm going to sign off here. We got Star Wars coming. We got live Star Wars. <laughs> we got Star Wars out the wazoo. But we're doing interesting deep dives, uh, interesting discussions. You know, everything you expect from AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. But look, everyone, thank you so much. I do love you. I really do. Um, I, Whenever I see Dark Fate, I'm just going to throw it in. Even if I'm on like a Star Wars run or something, I'm just going to throw it in there. I'm sorry. We need to finish this. And I, and I do apologize. I feel like I failed everyone. But Dark Fate was in and out of theaters very quickly. There was very little I could do about it. Um, I just couldn't get a, a good theater at a good time to where I was in Philly. So, look, everyone, though. Until next time, episode 262 is going to be Empire of Dreams. 2004 DVD documentaries. 2.5 hours long. It is about Lucas, it is about Star Wars, and I watched it, and I took notes, and we're going to go through my notes, uh, which are all bullet point things that you should know about Star Wars that make it. They really, It really does make Star Wars the greatest franchise of all time, period, for film. Maybe ever. Maybe biggest property ever. Uh, and why also people are forgetting that Star Wars, was I saying Star Trek? Star Wars can endure nearly anything, including this SJW wave, including a Rise of Skywalker teardown, including a bomb of a story like Last Jedi. I'm not a fan of Last Jedi. I respect it for the balls, but not a fan of it. Hey, everyone, I love you. Rock and roll. And until next time.